Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What can bring a U.S. ambassador home from abroad? Well, his mother's 90th birthday for one, but that was late last year. This time, it's the 10th anniversary of a game-changing education program, and former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel has set aside some time for us, too. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. (laughs) 
Rahm Emanuel is the U.S. ambassador to Japan, and besides that title of mayor on his resume, he was also a White House chief of staff under President Barack Obama and a member of Congress, one who ran the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Quite the resume, but he says he's also proud to claim parental rights for the Chicago Star program, and we're going to talk with him about that, his current job, and a lot more in this half hour. Ambassador Emanuel, welcome. Thanks, Greg. Uh, and you are the first guest I have interviewed in our in our studios uh, since the pandemic. So thank you for getting me in to see this place because <laughs> yeah. they don't let me in otherwise. Yeah, it's my way of introducing you to all the new faces here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so um, having been around when the uh, well, let's first tell people what the Star Program is because uh, it is an important one and one that we have been following mm-hmm. here on uh, News Radio. Uh, the Star Scholarship Program is run by the City Colleges of Chicago. It's the first of its kind, and the premise is very simple: public high school students who graduate with a B average get a free education at the city colleges. That's tuition and textbooks. Mm-hmm. Um, Having been around when the program was first announced, I remember my first thought being, uh, sounds great, but expensive. Um, what made it worth a try? Well, it was worth a try because you, uh, a high school degree was right when it was introduced, when 80% of the jobs require two years of post-high school education. Our educational system was not serving the students, was not serving the families. And uh, to ensure that people have a shot at the a job in an American dream, you got to have an educational system that allows them to do it. I mean, you think about, you can almost, I mean, there's a lot, you can look at the 20th century, but we're one of the first countries to make high school education universal and mandatory, which changed America and the GI bill after world war II. those two educational compliments. I mean, there's a lot of other things that obviously happened in the twenties, but for America, it's destiny, it's direction, it's accomplishments, very significant. And it's time for an update. And, 10 years ago, we were the first city. Now we have the longest running experiment in free community college and you earn it. You got to put some skin in the game. You got to get a B average, but you get free tuition, free books, um, and also free transportation. And the day 18,000 kids have used it, 11,000 of them are the first in their family ever to uh, go to college. So if you're dealing with income inequality, you're dealing with educational affordability, Chicago came up with the combination to the lock that it still got Washington wrapped around the uh, axle and based on grade point average retention going on to uh, uh, get your bachelor's degree. uh, All these Chicago star students are taking the leather off the ball. And I, you and I talk about our children often, Craig, we're not in front of a microphone. Um, We're fortunate. We're able to help our children with their education, but for a lot of parents who've done everything right, the kids who've done everything right, don't have that opportunity and we shouldn't kind of throw in the towel on them. And I don't think a parent should be in this kind of Hobbesian choice of picking between a second job, a second mortgage or their kid's future when they've done and they've done it earning a B average. So we should give them that opportunity. And I think it's paid dividends to the kids, dividends to their family and the city of Chicago, a huge dividend as well. And you uh, alluded to it uh, just a a moment ago, but how successful have the students been? Because follow-up is everything in a, right. in a case like this, that are they going further? Are they doing well, what for some, you want them to look, do? Look, I mean, if you measure, uh, you have 18,000 kids, if you measure graduation rates, 
they're beating other kids in the community college system and they're beating their uh, national peers. If you measure by grade point average, they're beating them in that way. You measure by completion, meaning retention, you're beating them on that level. And a little over 10% of the kids have already gone on to earn a bachelor's degree. The other two in a lot of other schools in the area have become Chicago star plus U of I uh, was here at circle was the first, I still call it circle. If that dates me, uh, <laughs> but they uh, uh, were the first ones to come up and partner where if you kept and retained your B average while in the community colleges, you got somewhere 20 to 40% off the remaining two years. I mean, when you think about the fact that Washington can't solve the student loan crisis, kids are graduating colleges with 35, on average, $35,000 worth of debt. And here in Chicago, kids are graduating first two years debt free and with a great education. Um, as my grandfather would say, now that's a bargain. Yeah. And you uh, wrote an, an uh, op-ed piece for uh, Cranes this uh, week. And uh, you say that this should be an inspiration for Washington, D.C. Well, I, you know, in, the, in President Biden's original agenda, he offered and proposed, rather, a free community college. Designed different, didn't have the B average, et cetera, that I believed in it. That's what actually, also what we could afford when we were trying to do this on our own as a city. Um, but look, um, we live in a period of time where you earn what you learn. A high school degree was great in 1920, 1930, 1940s, part of 1950s. It just doesn't cut it like it used to. And all these manufacturing jobs that are coming, because a lot of them are gonna be advanced manufacturing, you're gonna need a level of education and skills that whether it's a community college or a certificate that you can earn at the community college, you're gonna need more than that high school diploma. And we have to modernize, update our educational system to match what is gonna be required of all our students. Um, this seems to be part of a, 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 to my view, a long success story for what was once a maligned city college's uh, system. Uh, exactly. En enrollments were down, achievement of the students was down. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, and you, you know, I, I, I've, I've said this before on this program and off, uh, the idea of having each school specialize right. in uh, uh, you know, a field, right. whether it's logistics and transportation or yeah, healthcare, healthcare, which was the fast manufacturing the technology. So here's who we'll go all the way dial back. We Chicago has the most diversified economy of the big five. No sector contributed more than 12 or 14% of our employment, whether that was in finance or professional services, transportation, et cetera. Our school systems and our higher education system were aligned. Our community colleges were not. And so we brought in the industry, have them help design a healthcare nursing system, transportation distribution logistics. We had Whole Foods, Walmart, others come in and design that uh, curriculum. And then we did that with manufacturing, advanced manufacturing, Richard J. Daly. And we also invested in the modernization of the school's physical uh, layout. But we made sure the curriculum matched what the employers were looking for. We got a lot of companies move here because of that and the ability to expand when they were here also because of that. I mean, Whole Foods Midwest Distribution Center moved from Indiana to Chicago 
because of Al Harvey. They thought they'd have a direct line to one of the great, you know, kind of schools that was essential for the training that they needed. And when the World Bank came here, they studied and they said it was the best college career program in the United States. So that modernization was key. The free community college was uh, key to that agenda. And I think Chicago set a template that I think, if you know, imitation is flattery, as they say. Los Angeles, Denver, San Francisco, Oakland, Seattle, Boston, all did a variation of replicating it. Now, everybody does it different. They got to kind of tailor it to their city. But when you do that combination of uh, school specific by industry matched up with where the best job, where the most jobs were going to come, and then an educational level that matched the economy, and you made it available so you didn't just drop off at high school and say, we're done with your life and helping you. Uh, I think set Chicago apart, and it's not an accident when that was happening, that for seven consecutive years, Chicago was the number one city for uh, corporate relocations because people that were setting up shop knew they could get a graduate from Booth Business School or Kellogg Business School, a graduate from U of, U of I uh, Circle or you know DePaul or Michigan or Indiana's kids that moved here after graduation or kids from Harold Washington, Olive Harvey, Wright Community College, Harold Washington. I think that's a, that told people they knew the thing that they chased the most. We had the biggest solution to. Well, and I do think one step back because mm -hmm. that's on one end. On the other end, as you know, we made kindergarten and pre-K universal. It was part of a whole effort, Craig, is, uh, look, you have to start earlier and go longer. That's just, just a fact yeah. of the, uh, the world we live in today. And our education system, when I became mayor, wasn't set up for it. Other cities also. This on the back end, including what we did at uh, the high schools, have set up, I think, our kids and the data in the early, after a decade, shows you that this experiment is succeeding beyond what we expected. Well... I can't uh, be talking to the uh, ambassador of Japan without uh, talking about some foreign affairs. <laughs> uh, and and I think in a lot of ways, you're probably uh, helping to expand people's ideas about what diplomats do. Uh, <laughs> you, you have gotten noticed for your social media, which probably didn't exist uh, much before, <laughs> uh, including a few pokes at China. But last month, you let a beach clean up? Uh, with the Korean ambassador and the mayor of uh, Tsushima. Yeah. Uh, that was environmental action. Well, um, it doesn't sound like diplomacy. Yeah. Well, first of all, August, uh, if I could take you back to a, a different temperature than it is outside yeah. right now, <laughs> uh, in August, uh, President Biden hosted a historic meeting at Camp David. Prime Minister of Japan, President of Korea, and they signed the Camp David uh, principles. And you know, one of China's principal strategies is the three countries can't get on the same page. But once we do, it's a pretty formidable force of nature. When the United States, Japan, and Korea are on the same page, working together and see the world the same way, investing in the same uh, direction. One of the ways to do that is not just leaving it to the heads of states, but to do something totally different to show there's a new culture, a new value system. So a mayor of a J big Japanese city on the southern part of the main island, the Korean ambassador and I 
decided to do a beach up uh, together. We also then went and spoke to high school kids, the a Korean ambassador and I, because to me that if this trilateral is going to take hold, you've got to do things that are more than just the head of state and the foreign minister. You got to embed it. Now, let me bring it a little closer to home in next week. As you know, that we started the university of Chicago quantum computing school and the university of Tokyo signed a historic agreement. Google's putting 50 million towards it. IBM's putting a hundred million towards it in quantum computing. In about a week from now, we're going to add a Korean uh, institution of higher education. Again, taking the trilateral concept, the culture, the values, and embedding it in higher education, not just for military coordination, but also institutions of higher learning in one of the most important research areas. I've been pusher behind that. Uh, and to me, that's part of doing things not only different, but kind of at a different level. Now, I never thought the beach, beach cleanups I did in Chicago would prepare me for the uh, beach cleanups <laughs> in Japan, but uh, it did. Uh, well, I I want to my, uh, my my wife and I actually were uh, spent a few days in Tokyo and and in a day in Kyoto uh, over the last uh, last fall mm. and. You we, didn't call, Craig. You're like yeah, the only I, person that didn't call. I, I know. I've gotten friends I never knew I had. <laughs> yes, and and uh, my wife has not forgiven me. Yeah, for, well, uh, for you now, are for the now. doghouse for yeah, that. I know. Uh, but we were completely amazed by how clean yeah. Tokyo was and how seriously people take cleanliness and politeness. Yes. And, and I mean... How has it been for, for what, you? What, the politeness or the cleanliness? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how far that goes. Or, or foreigners I, there was a, such a subtle question there, Craig. Uh, uh, so let me, there are no garbage cans publicly. Now, one of the reasons history is that uh, years ago they had the sarin attack. So mm -hmm. their solution, get rid of the garbage cans. It was a attack and uh, without spending mm -hmm. a lot of time on the yeah. history of that. But it is an incredibly clean city. Let me give you another example. Yeah, and, and I should I should point out it's because people keep their They're, garbage they, and they take, take it home. home. They take it home and put, throw it out. Yeah. They if you leave the garbage when you're they know the garbage trucks are coming the next day, they have it in a plastic bag with a uh, a plastic piece over it so it doesn't go anywhere, can't be moved. It's very you know you don't take any coffee or anything on the train. Second, which I find the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in the world, everywhere on Mount Fuji, it's beautiful. I've climbed it. It's beautiful. Five-year-olds walk to school, eight blocks, crossing the street, raise their hand, cars come to a stop, they know exactly where to go, they cross the street on the crosswalk. Nobody says anything. Nobody touches. When parents are walking, mainly mothers but not limited, they walk through the train stations, very busy. Kids are 20, 30 feet behind, four-year-olds, five-year-olds. They don't look, but nobody. Incredibly safe. Children have their childhood. Their mass transit, their, tran their Amtrak, it's called the Shinkansen, which I take quite frequently. The whole system all year, every train, the entire system, late three and a half minutes. That's not like <laughs> Irving to Montrose. Yeah. Okay? That's yes. on any line. Any, three and a half minutes is the entire system's error. So it's an incredibly, and people, I will, I have my security, they wait at red lights. Like when I'm walking home at night, 
and it's like 10 o'clock and there's no car and the red light. I'm like, the first couple of days I was there, I just, they said, you cannot do that. And you, I said, well, there's no car. It's like, nothing's going to happen to me. They wait. You're about to get on the train or subway. You stand in line. You don't go ahead. It's true about lights. It's incredibly, that's why you could explain got that horrible incident last week when there was a fire on a plane. No panic. Five minutes before the doors open. There's this incredible value placed on personal honor. One's commitment to the people and the community that they're part of and respect for authority. You can't imagine, you read the stories you report on this, people that hit other fly, people flying on the planes, other commuters, they get in a fight or yelling at a flight attack. You couldn't imagine that in Japan. And so it's an, uh, an incredibly... Um, now they have challenges. They have a slight high rate of suicide. They have a, a cabinet office in the national government on loneliness, which is not a phenomenon just in Japan. So they have their challenges, but there's a lot to learn from and a lot to admire. Uh, and, uh, and the value system there. Um, and yes, uh, as I like you, I'm coming next week will be the two year anniversary. I got to Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for, as I joke, I said for Japan, it's felt like 20 years, but it's only been two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. My guest is Rahm Emanuel, the U.S. ambassador to Japan and former mayor of Chicago, among other things. Well, we do have to talk about some foreign affairs that are not as uh, pleasant. Uh, Gaza, the, the conflict there seems to be taking on the characteristics of a long uh, conflict, a long war. Um, how, how do leaders craft any kind of lasting peace when you have emotions that high, when you have people dug in so deep? Um, so as you know, um, I was, when you kind of did the bio, the one, what really got me started in national politics was when I worked for president Clinton as a senior advisor. And I was by his side uh, on the uh, working at the White House for the Oslo Accords, which was the first acknowledgement between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. Then the Y Plantation was one of the last things I did, where actually Bibi Netanyahu came to some consensus and agreement with Yasser Arafat. And I was in regular conversations on the phone with the president during the last days of his term when he dealt with Camp David, Ehud Barak, the prime minister, and Yasser Arafat, where they were so close to a deal. So one is having leaders that will stretch. Two, that will hear and see each other, acknowledge certain things. But, you know, I do want to say, you know, there was, this, everybody wants to be for a ceasefire. I'm for a ceasefire. I was for the ceasefire on October 6th. There were 20,000 Palestinians working in Israel. More Palestinians were working in Israel from Gaza than any Arab country ever took Palestinians from Gaza working. One party violated that ceasefire in a serious way, mm. raping women, cutting their genitals, ripping a fetus out of a womb of a woman. Started a, a war. And you look at the pictures of what's going on in Gaza, your heart is broken. Because these are innocent civilians. On the other hand, there's somebody started a war and engaged in a war uh, and so the attempt I think is being done is to 
not only to make sure there's no terrorism in the future, but to create, it won't be effective as a strategy if there isn't then a, not a, a process of peace, but acknowledgement for an aspiration. I worked on that, even though my dad uh, was part of working to found the state of Israel, work towards it. I think actually for Israel's own security, a lasting, secure, recognized, not only peace, but one in which it's a part of the neighborhood it lives in and is accepted is essential for its security. That's what the president's trying to work towards. Your heart is broken, but you have to remember um, how this got started, not on October 7th. And you can go back on other period of times. This uh, ceasefire has uh, been violated, but it has been violated because also people don't believe that the state of Israel should exist. And that's just not going to be accepted by the United States. It hasn't been accepted by Democrat Republican presidents. It's not going to be accepted by the people of Israel. Um, but you got to work every day towards peace. Um, closer to home, foreign policy fuels uh, the migrant crisis here in the United States and mm. especially uh, here in Chicago and some other sanctuary cities. Um, municipal leaders who are in these these welcoming cities want to live their values, but yeah. it's also a, something that's tearing you know, some communities apart. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, so one, uh, you know, I am, I, as both the son and the grandson of an immigrant, my grandfather comes here in 1914, leaving the, fleeing the pogroms of Moldova. And he gets to Chicago as a 14 year old. My dad also, uh, leaves, uh, Israel comes here. So I approach this as a child of an immigrant. We are a nation of immigrants. We are also a nation of laws. And you have to have a policy and an enforcement of that policy that respects both and one cannot undermine the other. Now, wh whether you agree with the term illegal immigration or not or undocumented, there are laws and they're on the book and they have to be enforced. One. Two, the last real comprehensive reform to immigration was 1986. Lots changed in the world since Ronald Reagan, Senator Simpson out of Wyoming, and uh, Congressman Manzoli out of Kentucky crafted an immigration bill. And then prior to that was Lyndon Johnson. We're due for a major reform of our immigration laws, both legal and illegal, our refugee policy that reflects climate change, gang and drug violence in other parts of the world and how you ensure the safety of the United States and the respect for our laws and also our history and our historic culture. Not easy. The border has to be gotten under control and enforced because it's part of the policy of the country. On the other hand, we have to, it is the reason it's not, it's not functioning and it's not working is because we, it, the whole structure of immigration, the policies, aren't working. What happened in 1986? You did not have climate events that are forcing a level of migration the world is seeing. You did not have gang and drug cartels that have become narcotic states within other states. Take a, You and I are sitting here on the day Ecuador is coming apart because a drug cartel leader busted out of a prison and has now brought havoc to Ecuador. Well, that's happening in different parts of, not that, but 
other types of conflicts like that in Mexico, in other parts of Central and South America. So we have to have an immigration policy that reflects the challenges we're having, not what we had in 1986, but what we're having in 2024, and we don't. Step one, get the border under control. Step two, get comprehensive immigration reform that respects both our history, our values, our culture of being a country of immigrants, but also that we are a country of laws that enforce the laws once they're on the books. Whether you like them or not, they are the laws and we have to enforce them. So there's a respect for the law as well as a respect for the history. But do you get that kind of comprehensive reform when you have the kind of polarization that exists on Capitol Hill where even talk of a compromise can get somebody run out of office? Well, I mean, look, I mean, President Obama was close and it fell short. President Bush, 43, I forgot, I think it was 2007, got something out of the Senate and fell short. Uh, it didn't go in the house. So do I think it's possible? Yes, it's possible. Um, I think the first and foremost, you got to come to a, a consensus and part of the, if you look at it and I've got to be careful because I'm not, yeah. um, I don't want to get past my, I don't want to lose the job because I got the issue isn't the border because I think there's a lot of consensus. It's asylum and the refugee issue, which is part of immigration, but it's different from immigra- illegal immigration. Second, when you look at President Obama's executive order on DREAMers, you look at the way that President Biden has approached dealing with certain asylum issues and executive orders. The reason presidents have reverted to executive orders is because there hasn't been any legislative progress. And so they have to try to achieve some of their goals without legislation. All of this, what are the contentions there? Members of Congress feel presidents like Democrats did with President Trump abuse the executive order to not deal with policy disputes. The policy disputes did not address the problems. The problems festered, got bigger and problem. I don't mean to do a civics class here, but that's the facts. So, um, and then the problem you know, Governor of Texas and Florida are saying to Chicago, New York City, and Boston and other cities, hey, we're going to throw this at you. Mm-hmm. It's clear there's a challenge to the communities on the border, but, and we're all part of one country, but by exacerbating the problem doesn't mean you're solving the problem. All you're doing is exacerbating it. And it's, you're also sending people who aren't prepared and don't know much about where they're going to places that they might. Yeah. I mean, I I gotta be just, you know, in full candor, you know, my grandfather flees the programs where Jews were targeted. If you look at it, the reading I'm doing, number one group of people coming over the border are from Venezuela, not Mexicans. Why? Because of the economic and political repression. Two is people out of Haiti. Also, political economic turmoil. Three is Ecuador. We're watching in real time as you and I are doing that. What's going on in the narco state, narco, and they're cracked down on the cartels. And fourth, you know what the fourth population is? Hmm. Seized at the border? Chinese. Wow. Fleeing economic uh, and political oppression. That tells you a lot. And what, uh, whatever Ronald Reagan negotiated in 1986, 
isn't applicable. And I haven't even gotten to the challenge of migrations and refuge and other issues related to climate change. So we have to update the entire system based on the two kind of goalposts that have been essential to our uh, character of our country, mm. a nation of immigrants and a nation of laws. That is going to have to be the final word. We could do an hour. We really could. Uh, I would like to thank Ambassador Rahm Emanuel for spending the time with us. To our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website, wbbmnewsradio.com. There's a link on the homepage. You can also find our podcast on odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.